Hello everyone, welcome or welcome back to the United Citizens of Europe podcast. This is Luca and today I will be interviewing Lawin Ileto, a fellow podcaster from the podcast called Pop Your Cultural Cherry. Hi Lawin and welcome. How are you doing? Thank you for inviting me, Luca. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm doing fine as everybody else. Lockdown sucks, but you know, we're, we're surviving. Let's start the interview by talking a bit about you. So where are you from? What you studied? What's your job? Uh, what are your hobbies? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I'm originally from the Philippines. And I moved to Europe around um, three and a half years ago. Um, I currently work in an IT company and I do business development. So I work for a, a German company, but our customers are from around the world. So therefore, I don't need to work in German, <laughs> at least not yet. Like, so I'm doing everything in English as of the moment. And I studied um, my background is business. And I also work kind of like in the telecom industry before coming to Europe from the Philippines. So that's kind of how I ended up again working in IT because of like probably because of the connection between like telecoms and IT mm -hmm. both kind of yeah, technical cool. but I'm, I'm not a technical person I'm more of like the business guy yeah yeah I was listening to one of the interviews that you gave recently and um, you also said that uh, now you're you're saying that you're working in uh, in English but in another yeah. interview you were saying that you know to grow as a person in a, in a company it's um, you know it's better if you learn a bit of German so that you know you can have better yeah conditions. of course of course like I still use German uh once in a while like I think it, it shows a lot of um what's the right word for it commitment mm -hmm. when you move yeah. to a country and you learn the language like obviously I think you can start in, in like English if if that's not your native language if 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 that really depends also on the business you work for And, and what kind of role you have in the company. But in general, I think there are some jobs that, you know, you can enter speaking in English, but, in, but ideally, like in Germany, you would have to learn German eventually. Yeah, so that's yeah, true. Yeah. So, so now you're working in, uh, in Germany, but um, you were studying in the Netherlands, right? Correct, yeah, yeah. So I did a master's in business in, in Maastricht. Mm -hmm. um, which is actually a city not so far away from where I am living now, which is just like right across the border in Aachen, in Germany. Yeah. And um, so how was moving to the Netherlands? Because I also worked and studied in, um, in the Netherlands, in Groningen, uh, so also know, yeah. bordering Germany. Germany. And I actually found it really nice. But how was your experience? Yeah, I mean... The nice thing about these kind of cities, I'm assuming it's, I've never been to Groningen because like, it's like the opposite side of Maastricht. <laughs> if you look at the map of the Netherlands, um, but I'm guessing it has the same vibe. Like the city is kind of small, but very international, very student city. Like a lot of the businesses are kind of, um, you know, you always have student options when you go to like restaurants or whatever. A lot of the events are catered towards um, students, towards international students. So it was quite easy to integrate in terms of just, you know, not learning, not learning Dutch, unfortunately. But it was like easy to integrate with with the society there because like everyone's international. You also have a lot of like people working for the uni that are yeah, you know also sure. from other places around the world. And it just felt like this whole, you know, international city, even though it's small. 
Yeah. It was it was a good experience. It was really fun. I I, I miss it. And actually, once the borders open up again, I'll I'll go visit my friends there. <laughs> oh, nice. but did you ever study a bit of Dutch? Because I haven't, to be honest. <laughs> I I tried actually. I tried. It, I tried. It was hard actually, but I could say a few words, just like buying stuff um, in the train when the when the conductor asks you for your tickets. You know the mm. the right words to say, but like super super basic, super basic. Yeah, me too. Basically, like I I just wanted to know the basic stuff just to get by, <laughs> and that was it. I didn't want to know anything else because again, but, like it is complicated. Like, I, so yeah, yeah. The, I was gonna say like. I think in these kind of cities, probably in Groningen as well, like everyone just speaks English, you know? Yeah, that's also the thing. Like also, like if you struggle speaking Dutch, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter, you know, just speak English, it's fine. <laughs> so yeah. you really cannot, you know, you also don't feel like you have to learn it. So um, I think that's why I also didn't really try as hard. I just wanted to, I don't know, to say thank you um, or whatever, like, you know, these basic things. And that was it yeah. for me. <laughs> thank you well. <laughs> yeah, thank you well. Um, so, and did you experience any cultural shock when you moved to the Netherlands? Because I can tell you that I did. And I come from the Mediterranean. I'm from Southern Italy. And um, going to the Netherlands for me was a cultural shock. What about you? Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, for you, <laughs> someone also in, in Europe, it was a culture shock. It was definitely a big culture shock for me. Um, because prior to moving to Europe, I actually never lived outside of Asia. And I've only... Hmm. And bef- before moving to Europe, I've only traveled like in Europe for a month once, like to do backpacking. But I never really like had this experience of living outside of Asia. And it was really, really tough, man. It was tough, like a lot of things. So first of all, you have the, the prices. So I, I come from a part of the, of the world that is like a bit cheaper. A lot of people go there because it's cheap, you know, to, to, to do your holidays or whatever. So I... I had my savings in in our currency and they're just coming here it's like oh man as a student again and then buying stuff it's just it was it was tough um but at the same time you have you know little things like food the yeah. food is very different um the people are very different the weather the weather is different it's my first time to see snow it was my first time to see snow at i don't know 27 years old or something i saw snow for the first time so um but yeah, I mean, culture shocks, both good and and bad. I also like, you know, I love just cycling and you have a lot yeah. of parks, a lot of like nature, like places where people just go for like walking and whatever. So I think there was a, a good balance of like uh, both positive and negative uh, culture shocks. No, yeah, that's true. How do, would you ease your... Um, your yeah the the shock part of the cultural shock like oh right um like i don't know what would you do like would you um i don't know for example like i in my class um when i was in Groningen, um like almost half of our classmates were asians and i would always hang out with them and we would always go for example to asian supermarket or to drink boba or like you know these kind of things (laughs) so would that help or would that make you more feel more homesick yeah, definitely. No, that that actually helps. So I would always keep in touch with my family back home and my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't kind of just ghost all my friends in the Philippines, you know. I, I would stay in touch with them in the whatever WhatsApp groups. And then obviously I would I also had a lot of Asian friends in, in Maastricht. And I think one of the first things that you really miss is the food. So I would make it a point, you know, to learn how to cook 
uh, <laughs> some of the food from my my country, or also learn other Asian dishes as as well. So I was learning some, and just yeah, you know, you're like hanging out in the Asian supermarket, seeing familiar things, familiar brands. Yeah. So I also tried to get in touch with the community in, in Maastricht of like Filipino people. So I got to know some people. So that no, that helps cool. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Yeah. From the Netherlands, you moved to Germany. Now, like, um, very controversial question: Which country do you prefer? Um, honestly, it's hard to say which country I prefer. I think there are positive sides and negative sides to both. But the thing is, I moved from one student city to another student city. <laughs> But instead of working in one I, and studying in one, like it, it was a bit different because in Maastricht I was a student. Now I'm I'm working. Mm-hmm. So um, I personally I find it as a if you're a foreigner and you move to Germany or Netherlands, I think the Netherlands is a bit easier for you to move to just because um, I think a lot of things are are more digital, which means that. You can you know easily translate stuff off the internet if you need to do something. Yeah. At the same time, you know people can speak English. You call the customer service. You go to the government agencies. You know you can speak to someone there in English for sure. If not everybody, um, but in Germany it was a bit more yeah more German. So you had to do things really in German. I there were times I needed to take someone with me who actually spoke German. So I guess the first few. The first year probably was easier for me in the Netherlands, but um, I guess right now, like after a while, you just need to get used to it, and then you can also see yeah. the benefits of actually um, living in Germany. Uh, and one of that is actually Germany is a lot um, less expensive <laughs> compared to the Netherlands. For sure. I mean, I'm in Strasbourg, and I miss um, basically like commuting to Germany and doing groceries in Germany because it was way cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now, because of uh, of you know the pandemic and the uh, limitations of travel, even though it's like I don't know ten minutes away from here with the tram line, I still cannot really go to just buy groceries <laughs> in Germany. Yeah, for sure, for sure, like groceries, um, accommodation yeah. as well. But obviously, there are some cities in Germany that are super expensive. So, but just comparing where I live to where I used to live. Yeah. Um, yeah, the 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 pricing is a lot better um, here. So, would you say that Germany is treating you well? After my first year, yes. <laughs> my first year was tough, man. Honestly, my first year was was tough. Was it? It was really so. I just, I I, I think I had an an episode about that on my podcast where I spoke about that the day that I actually moved and, man, really, like I didn't know how to do things here, so. Like I didn't even when I did the viewing of my flat, I didn't like really check a lot of things. So yeah, my 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 heater was broken. I I moved in mm. I moved in February, so it was snowing. My heater was broken. My water heater was broken. I think I had one light. I didn't know that you take out the lights when you move to a new place, and you you're supposed to bring your own. So yeah, man, like a lot of things were 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 not as I expected. So I found it really kind of depressing my first few months um but yeah then then it kind of got better so i was like taking showers in the gym i got a gym membership just to take showers well (laughs) well at least like you know even um even with the pandemic because you're talking about last year right no 2019 oh okay 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 well yeah then then it's fine yeah 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's terrible though to to hear that. But I think it's kind of normal when you're an international, um, I would say international student, but in your case now you're an international worker. And um, because they, they do kind of, you know, try to give you um, the worst of the worst. Because like, you know, of course, like you don't really check sometimes, especially if you're young, you don't really check a lot of things. Um, yeah. So it's easier to just give you the, yeah, like the worst apartments. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't know anything, man. I really, I really didn't know anything. So yeah, I also like I didn't know like the internet would take like a month to install. So like for a month, I had oh. to go to the mall. I had to go to the mall for the free Wi-Fi. So yeah, that was <laughs> that was yeah. No, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's always tough every time you you yeah. move somewhere. And I'm I'm sorry you had to go through um all of that but it, yeah it is it is, it is crazy but do you have um a place of your own or i'm you still renting i rent uh, oh, yeah, but, but yeah no, yeah well when i moved here i was living on my own um mm-hmm. but right now i i live with my my girlfriend so oh okay 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 so you were living alone that's why maybe yeah because like usually i try to have roommates so of course like internet is 100 percent gonna be there <laughs> so you know yeah yeah that's a i never thought of that I never thought of that because <laughs> I thought like you could have it hooked up like kind of instantly, but apparently not. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it does take some time, um, but that yeah, doesn't matter. So you are a fellow podcaster and yeah. you're doing really well with your podcast. So props Thank to you, you. For, for that. Can you talk a bit more about your podcast? What can people find in, yeah, in your podcast? Yeah, so Basically, I run a show called Pop Your Cultural Cherry, and it is about kind of outsiders' um, perspective on Europe. So I'm starting basically more talking about Germany and the Netherlands because that's my experience, but it will eventually, you know, talk about other countries, maybe like Italy or Spain or whatever. But this is just, I'm starting because this is what I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to interview people. But basically, I wanted to give like listeners a perspective um, that's not so common because you, you'd see a lot of actually people on YouTube or even podcasts. Like you'll see, you'll hear a lot of people talk about Germany, about Europe, but most of the time it's just like, well, not just like, but they're American guys. So like they kind yeah. of have the same... They have the same, they share the same um, perspective. Like it's, it's very similar when, when, when they talk about. So I wanted to, to share like some, someone from Asia actually speaking about how they find it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's more to kind of motivate people to really, you know, step outside of their comfort zones in terms of like culture. Um, because yeah, G- Europe is a very diverse place. Country from country, it's very different already especially if you come from outside of Europe, like in Asia, like it's super different. So I think that, you know, I, I also wish that when, before I moved here, I had this kind of um, podcast that I could listen to, to get a better insight of how life actually is there. But I kind of just flew in here blindly, talked to a few friends and then just, you know, made up my decision. But, you know, I want to kind of give other people some, you know, really insider insight of how life is, is in Europe. No, yeah, it, lo- it looks very, um, it is very interesting, to be honest. And it's also nice that you're working with other people as well. Um, I mean, yeah. like now, you you know, like you're getting interviewed by us, but you also got interviewed by many other, um, uh, many other like 
not organizations, <laughs> but yeah, podcasts, yeah, people, yeah. Uh, personalities. So it's very interesting. It's very good what, what you're doing. But why did you call it uh, Pop Your Cultural Cherry? Yeah, so a bit controversial, the name. And a lot of people <laughs> yeah. ask me also about this. <laughs> if you're a bit older, then you you might think of it like really, like not negatively, but like not a good term. Uh, mm-hmm. So normally you say Pop Your Cherry when when you lose when you when you lose your virginity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, like younger people, I I've, I've been hearing this more often. You can say like pop your cherry for it's like a, a verb that you can use for trying something for the first time. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can say like oh pop my whatever skiing cherry because I skied for the first time. So I thought that it would be um it would be a nice name for my podcast because it's catchy but at the same mm-hmm. time it it actually means what it says so like it's it's about people you know experiencing something culturally new for the first time so that's kind of what i wanted to to say yeah it is catchy the name i also liked um the graphic design who did it in your logo seriously yeah cool um actually she's a friend of mine she's also from the philippines and uh, also studied in maastricht so i just i met um we're friends and i just asked her if you can help me do the logo because I'm not really that good with doing logos. So yeah, she helped me in it. Yeah, apparently it's catchy. Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's really, it's really beautiful. Um, it's colorful and stuff. It's really nice. So just like the United Citizens of Europe podcast, you're one of those podcasts that were born um, because of the lockdowns, right? Yeah. yeah. And what else did you do during the lockdown? Like, how did you spend it? With whom? Yeah. Um, and how did it come about with your podcast? Like, when did you decide to to do it? Right, right. So what actually happened was that in my job, we actually also have a podcast for our company. So I've actually been doing like the editing of the podcast. So I kind of got to know some of these tools for podcasting. And then I think around December, no, about around November last year, I was like, I'm so bored. I don't really do much during lockdown because everything's closed, you know? You can't really do anything. The borders are closed. I can't go to the gym. You know, I try to run once in a while. I can't do any team sports. Um, I'm basically playing, find myself playing Call of Duty very often with my friends. And I just thought that I have so much energy that I'm basically just doing nothing with. And I always thought to myself that you know, in the past, I always wanted to either start a blog or start a YouTube channel. And then, but the thing is, I really didn't know where to start. But because I had some background doing this, um, you know, the technical side of the podcast of our company, I thought, why don't I just start a, a podcast for myself and talk about, you know, culture? Because that's what something that I find really interesting, especially mm-hmm. living in a part of Europe, like maybe a bit similar to Strasbourg that's like somewhere in the border that makes it you know that makes your experience so much more colorful because like i live in a city that's in the border of belgium and the netherlands so Mm -hmm. it's super like diverse this area and i thought that i think my experiences here my experiences in europe and specifically in this city as well is super interesting for other people to hear and i also noticed that a lot of the people around me um, are actually also international people because I met them during Corona um, through German class. 
So that's some of the only contact I have with the outside world. And I noticed that a lot of my friends are international people. And sometimes, you know, we talk about, obviously, if they're all, if you're all international people coming from different countries, one of the topics that you'll always talk about is like culture, because you're yeah. comparing how you guys do things in your, in your country, you compare how you guys do things compared to your country versus Germany or whatever. So I noticed that, oh, our, our conversations are super interesting. And I think that, you know, we should kind of, I sh- someone should record these conversations because I think they should be shared with the world or something like this. So this was my idea. And, and yeah, and, and since then, I don't think I'm really bored anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it is a good way to, um, to spend your time doing podcasts. I mean, it's, uh, for sure. It doesn't also it doesn't really require a lot of, of time, not necessarily. So, and it is, it is fun. Yeah. I mean, the things that I, you know, as you're a podcaster, so you know this as well. So you prepare questions, you look for people you want to talk to who are interesting, you do some research. Um, and sometimes for, at least for my, my, my podcast, I also do stuff that are uh, like just me talking to myself, like a monologue. Mm-hmm. But for these ones, I really need to prepare and really think about, you know, what I want to say, do some research and, and et cetera. And then the technical side of editing it. So, yeah. but I'd say it's, it's fun. It's fun. In general, I've been loving the experience and as well as the community um, mm-hmm. of podcasters, like people who do podcasting, there's not so many people I think who are doing it yet, at least from what I see in the US, there's a lot, but like in other parts in of the world, it's still yeah, in Europe, like there's almost like there are not a lot of podcasters. There's not a lot. Um, so it is a, a it is a small community to be honest. Um, but the community and, and is very good. helpful and supportive, right? Yeah, yeah. This is also really good. It's the the fact that you know, like the whole community of um, European podcasters or podcasters in Europe, it is very supportive and uh, yeah, it's very. It's not a toxic community, so I'm really, I'm really glad <laughs> that it's a good community and a positive community. Yeah, for sure. Now we're going to talk about something that it's not the nicest, but with the current uh, global pandemic, a lot of Asians were target of hate speech and racially motivated aggressions. Uh, did you experience any of the sorts while living in Europe? So I'd say I experienced a little bit um, in the Netherlands and also in Germany. But I wouldn't say they were so severe. And the thing is, because of the lockdown restrictions, I wasn't really outside. So I didn't actually experience anything during the COVID time. But, okay. but talking about pre-COVID, like I had some uh, encounters with, with like some kind of racist people. Um, wasn't the nicest. Uh, a lot of times they just, I think some, they just try to be funny, but they don't mm-hmm. actually know that it's racist. Um. Yeah, and sometimes they're just super drunk and they, you know, their, their true colors come out. Um, what's the worst that's happened to me? I think one time I, I watched a football game in the Netherlands. I won't say which stadium. Um, and then a guy was just asking me if I could give him, if I had rice or something, like he wanted to eat rice. And he was, we were both watching the game and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like it's, he's trying to be funny, but... I, I mean, I'm not super offended, but I just don't find it funny. It's like, it's kind of racist, but, you know, just some people trying to be... It's not kind of. I mean, it, it is very racist it is, and, right? and stupid. Yeah, it, it is. is. And it's also stupid. Yeah. I mean, it, it really makes it really makes no sense. But also, like, when when they just approach 
Asians and they're like Ni Hao, like dude, you don't even know how big Asia is, and the fact that For Ni sure. Hao, you don't you don't greet basically, you just greet um Chinese people with that. Yeah. Exactly. So like, don't give for granted like where I'm from, because like I don't come to you, like I don't come to you know all um, Europeans like or white presenting people and be like ciao, come stai, because like that's Italian. Sure. Would you go to sure. Belgian and and do that? Like no, because no. like you know you no, don't no. know because just because they're they're white, it doesn't mean that 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 person speaks Italian. So that is one of the things that um, I don't know if we can consider down low racist or like blatantly racist, even just, you know, greeting someone with a, with a different language. Me how or whatever. Yeah, yeah, with a different language. I, so. These days it's a bit complicated, like what is racist and what is not. But for some people, I understand if it makes them feel uncomfortable. And I think that as long as you make other people feel uncomfortable, then you're kind of crossing some kind of line. Exactly. Um, and I think one time actually this happened to me, like a person, exactly what you said, some, some person saying ni how to me and then doing the things with the eyes to make their eyes look smaller. And this is super racist. That's, like I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to talk to you. But it, I saw them, they were super drunk falling off their bicycles. And, but I, I was a bit, I was kind of angry at the time, but I didn't want to like get into any trouble. So I just like, you know, let it go. Yeah. Yeah, you really need a tough skin uh, not to get upset every time like these things happen. But unfortunately, they they do happen. They still do. Yeah. Yeah. So do you plan on living in Europe for a, um, a long time? Um, right now, I don't really know yet. Um, I think the nice thing about how the whole European Union is set up is very... Uh, I don't know, it sounds really nice to me because there's a lot of benefits in terms of like just moving around and, and living in different countries like like yourself, you're from Italy and now you're in France. It's just like, you know, the movement of people and in other parts of the world, like the movement of people is a bit restricted. So I, I really, really like this idea. I really support this idea. And I think this is one of the reasons why I really, really love Europe is because you can just, you know, you can just cross the border without any hassle and and if you're if you're if you're uh, actually uh, a citizen of Europe, then you can even move from one city to another, uh, one country to another, as if it was like just moving cities, like to some extent, right? Yeah, true. I mean, so I, yeah, I mean, I I love this idea, man. I wish it would happen. It could happen in other parts of the world, um, but that's not the case, and probably it won't be the case until I don't know a few more decades. So that's one of the things I like in Europe. And as well as for like career opportunities. Um, of course, you can also find good career opportunities in, in Asia. Um, but yeah, I think right now in this time of my life, like it's, I think Europe is a nice place to be because you can, you can move around a lot. You can see different stuff all the time. And at the same time, like the salary I could make here is way bigger than what I could make back home. Mm-hmm. So so right now, like I, I see myself like staying in Europe. Uh, how long I'll be in Europe, I have no idea, but I, I really like it. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, and what is one thing that you do not like about Europe and living here in Europe? Oh, okay. So maybe this is just this part of, of Europe. Obviously, Europe is also quite big. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> if you're in the southern part of Italy, it's different. But because in the Philippines, we only have two seasons. You have a wet season and a dry season. 
and mm-hmm. forever it's like between I don't know 20 and 30 degrees Celsius the whole year. So I really hate winters, especially when it doesn't snow. Just like it's cold and dark, and you don't nobody goes outside. People are like not as friendly as normal when it's winter. Like when you go outside, like people don't really smile. So I honestly I I hate, I kind of hate winters. And there's also like no sun. Like there's no good. sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's okay when it snows. Like when it snows, you see people super happy. You know, they want to go outside. They want to go for a walk. Um, also, when it's like in Germany, when it's Christmas market. So that's also like an exception. But besides that, like winters are, are tough. Winters are tough. Yeah. Cold. <laughs> I definitely agree with it. Um, and um, so, and what is one thing that you do like about living in Europe? Yeah, so besides like this whole idea of of people moving uh, and and the European Union, uh, one thing I I also kind of managed to like in in Europe is the is how like the mentality of people. A lot of people have a very kind of progressive mentality, very like free, uh, very so. There's like at least the younger generation. You see a lot of people fighting for the environment, like. Futures for Fri- Fridays for Future. You see a lot of people fighting for equal um, gender rights. So you you see how I, I like how the the youth are kind of organized here to to kind of fight about different um, topics that actually don't just affect Europe but affect the world. And I I I would want to see this kind of uh, mentality also in other places around the world. But like so in the Philippines, like we have our own problems, so we're not. So we're, we're too focused on our own problems that we can't really see the bigger picture. But I like how the young people here kind of see the big picture. And whenever I see people, you know, on the street rallying, like I kind of feel, I, I see it like as a positive thing and like, oh, I wish everyone was like that. So, yeah, I mean, it is, it is very nice that, yeah, like people can, are able to, to do this here. And yeah, sure. yeah, it is a very positive thing. Yeah, I never, I never really thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> I never really thought of yeah, it. Yeah, man. I mean, it is it is a benefit. Like in some places, you can't even protest because, like, you yeah. just you just get put to jail. No, you just you just brought to jail. Um, but one more thing that I really also like is is safety wise. Mm-hmm. At least in 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 the Netherlands or in Germany, like, I can't say any neighborhood here is super um, dangerous. Uh, maybe I because I don't also live in big cities, but in general, like I just feel safe anywhere. Like I don't need to, you know, in, in, in the Philippines, there are some places that are safe. There are some places that are less safe. But in general, you always have this like extra sense like this mm-hmm. wherein you always like checking your pockets if something's gone. And then you kind of watch out how, you know, the people around you look at you or how they, you know, how how they place their hands around whatever the public transportation or whatever. But here you just like carefree, man. You just go wherever you want, do whatever you want. And nobody cares. <laughs> I know. I feel you on that. Cause like, to be honest, again, like I'm from Southern Italy and yeah, I mean, I, I also feel more like I feel safer and carefree in, um, in like in Western Europe. Right. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it is a bit better, let's say. But <laughs> but I guess better. like if you go again to like some bigger cities, then you might have some neighborhoods that are also of not so. Yeah, good, of right? course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, true. Maybe yeah, maybe that's also the thing. Yeah, when you are in well, I don't know. Like here in in Strasbourg, Strasbourg is 
it's not really big, <laughs> but it's also like not a small city. Yeah. So, but I still feel um, very safe. But again, like I, I've also just been to the city center and not really in a lot of neighborhoods. So maybe that's also a thing. Yeah, you were saying. So I think like our interview is um, is over. So thank you for being here. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Yeah. So if you guys are interested in, you know, knowing, you know, how Asian people are, well, it's not just about Asian, but in general, like if you're interested in listening to my show and to my podcast, then um, I'm, I'm on all the uh, podcast directory. So Spotify, um, Amazon, Apple, whatever. And you can also follow me on my Instagram and my Facebook page, Popular Cultural Cherry. And yeah, I mean, if you if you're interested in the podcast of uh, um, United Citizens of Europe, then it could also be something that's interesting for you. No, yeah, of course. We we also like interviewed. Uh, we did a couple of interviews with the the African Dream podcast, and they're based in Europe. They're based in Milan, um, yeah. and they also basically talk about uh, similar things, like you know, like an African oh. perspective of. Um, yeah, like making, you know, making their dreams come true um, in Europe or in other in other places. So it, ah. it's similar. It's so I think like, I think people are going to like your podcast. I mean, you already know that people like your podcast, <laughs> um, but, you, but I hope you. that our audience will appreciate it too. So again, thank you very much for, for being here. Thank you, Luca, for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, make sure you follow us, you rate us five stars on Apple Podcast, and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter. You can find us as United Citizens of Europe. See you next week.